Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Maxwell's Music downtown. Maxwell's Music, where is that? It's across, the, you know. Uh, is it on Clinton Row? Yeah. Okay. It's across the street from uh, Roosevelt and Co. Yeah. Um, his set was dope as fuck. So what were they having at, at the Maxwell's place? Like, what was it? Um, pretty much, he was just playing, hoping, trying to, to sell, trick, some... trying to get people to trickle through and stuff. And it worked because, like, this one dude came in, like, Corey was playing, like, dope shit. Shit that I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Got your Shazam out. <laughs> right. I'm just looking at his uh, Serato just uh, from a distance trying not to look like a groupie, but like, yo, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Serato. Ooh, that just reminded me of Yeezy. You ain't got no fucking you ain't got no fucking Yeezy in Toronto. <laughs> um, so like this one dude, he came in and he, like he was clearly there to see what was going on because he heard the music. So uh, he started talking to Corey, and I was just sitting by Corey the whole time, like just like just jamming to whatever he was playing. So we started talking to the dude. He was from uh, Harlem. And he moved down here like 10 years ago. And he still had like the New York swag and everything. But, uh, so we were talking to him. And he was like, yeah, man, you don't, he said, I, I heard the music. And I was like, where is that coming from? <laughs> he said, like, he ran up on it because Gore was playing, uh, he put me on somebody. I can't remember the name right now. And then, so we just started talking about music and stuff. Um, he actually listened to our podcast. Wow. Yeah, because I was wearing my hoodie. And so we started talking about that. And he asked us that he wanted, he wanted to see if we would let him shoot. Wow. So we networking out here. Shit. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> and also. Uh, I wish I could have been there. Yeah. It was like, it was low key, but it was dope. Like, and then like Corey's brother was shooting. It was. No, like, now Lil Caleb. Yo, man. That whole family got swag, bruh. They really, they all look like <laughs> fucking models. It don't make no sense. And are dope shit. Like, <laughs> like bruh. Well, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is it, the cheese? Oh, Supreme Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, his brother was shooting. Uh, a couple of his homeboys came through. And then, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty much Halloween night. For the weekend. Yeah. So people were just going through just dancing and stuff. It was like cool as hell. But yeah. Um, 
Oakwood always has the weird intersectionality of blacks, I think. Not weird, but just unique. It's, yeah. Because, <clears throat> yeah, it's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's it's very different from A&M. Because even though A&M is bougie as hell, too. Yeah, A&M is, the majority of it is locals. So like, of course, you'll get a few that are, like, from Cali or, you know what I'm saying? No, it's a whole bunch of cats from Chicago and St. Louis A&M. A whole bunch. Like, I, I think that's a common thing of most HBCs, because you got to remember, most of them, their parents and grandparents are from the South. They just moved to bigger cities in the, like, 60s. 50s and 60s mm-hmm. so a lot of them will come down here for school for one because it's cheaper a lot cheaper and then plus they want to be around all black people yeah and it's probably easy for them to get in yeah which I guess that leads to one of our topics did you see the uh, HBCULM thing I started watching that but I didn't really understand what was going on okay you watched the video of the guy speaking? I watched a little bit. I didn't watch it all the way through. Yeah, I was I trying to find the um the one that you reposted. I was trying to find like the original shit about why he even made the video, but I couldn't. So I was like, mm. um, confused. For one, that's uh, that's one of my big homies from Graham, like Keith. Like he's one of the ones that gave me feedback when I started the podcast. Mm. So he's a teacher in I think Sacramento. But he's from the Bay. You know, uh, Richmond and Coach Carter? Yeah. He's from Richmond. Oh, okay. So, um, he's a couple years older than me. But, so, what happened is, at Grambling, Grambling is close to two very big PWIs Mm -hmm. in North Louisiana. Mm -hmm. One is Louisiana Tech, Mm -hmm. which is literally, like, on the same road as Grambling. It's Mm -hmm. just in Ruston instead of Grambling, which is five minutes. What's the other one? Um, Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Monroe is probably about 50 minutes from Grambling. If, all right, it's it's complex, but all right, for one, Monroe, Louisiana is very segregated and a very complicated and racist place. Hmm. Most famous residents from Monroe, the Duck Dynasty dudes. So at ULM, there is a very large black population in the uh, student enrollment. Mm -hmm. I believe it's like 30%. Having their homecoming festivities. And some of the black alumni decided that they were going to start calling ULM HBCULM. Saying that they were honorary uh, HBCU. That's that's not no such thing. Right. And <clears> then <throat> so when this, I think they had their homecoming the week before Grambling. Mm-hmm. So pretty much Grambling kids are like, Nah, be that shit dead. Why so, wouldn't they just go to Grambling's festivities? Like it's not that hard to attend somebody's homecoming festivities. Because. You a limb. A lot of them cats like to shit on Gremlin. If they're from Monroe, they don't. They'll look down at Gremlin. Right. So, that happens a lot. Right. So <clears throat> they kind of just want to take a dig at Gremlin. So when Gremlin, naturally, and Gremlin alumni and past students were like, yo, that shit is corny for one. 
like real corny. Yeah, it is. Those lame niggas wanted to decide that they were gonna be like, no, y'all ain't gonna bully us, like on some, like kind of how like black conservatives act, mm-hmm. like these new black conservatives, not like real black conservatives. Mm-hmm. Like y'all ain't gonna bully us into this, and so they started just making asinine statements, and they started putting that shit on shirts. And so a couple people were like, show up at Gremlin with that shit, that shit on. And so some Gremlin niggas were calling ULMs like president, telling them that their students were wilding out and shit. But that's so whack to me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I did respond to one of the comments on his video, though. <laughs> one girl, she basically was saying something like, um, man, I wish I had screenshotted it. She said something like, you know, y'all chose a PWI over an HBCU. And I was like, well, it's not like I understand in this context, like I get what you're saying, but it's not as black and white as choosing a white institution over a black institution. Because for me, one of the main reasons I chose Auburn was because I got a scholarship. (laughs) Right. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, I wanted to be, I didn't want to go to an HBCU or shit on an HBCU. Like it was, this is where (laughs) I had money, you know? And I said that, but, um, it was a lot of, um, (laughs) I don't think anybody cared about it. This girl said, we're both black, like in quotations. We're both black, but the, there's boundaries that have to be respected. There's heritage, culture, and legacy that's associated with HBCUs. That black students who went to a PWI chose not to be a part of. We earned this, y'all didn't. That's actually from the video, mm. but he explains a little bit more. It's not just like saying that niggas is sellouts or some shit. Mm-hmm. But that's what she was quoting. Mm. So you said I went to a PWI because I got a scholarship. When you can't afford college, it's not. As black and white is choosing, sometimes in some situations you take what you can get. Some one person liked it. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you let everyone calm down. <laughs> like I, I understand the outrage in this particular situation because yes, you got these these blacks who think they're better, right. basically trying to shit on a whole like celebration of heritage and community um, when you're just like us. You right. just go to a school with white people and you think you're better because of that. And that's. But it's a lot of cats that are like that. Oh, I know. And I remember I talked to this one girl and she used to kind of take digs at me that I was going to AM. Like I was fucking. Like it was a JV college or some bullshit. <laughs> Where did she go? She went to UAH. That's the other <laughs> thing. Like, nigga. Ooh. UAH is not bullshit. <laughs> Especially like if you ain't engineering or some shit. Yeah, it don't fucking bro. Child, sit down. You breathe the same air as me. <laughs> Have a seat so, at the table. But that she's we the, but she used to be the main one at A and M's homecomings and shit on campus. Like, bro, that's the type of shit that they were talking about. Like the ones that, like the cats that put on for Magic City Classic. Yeah, and they. They purposely didn't want to go to a black school, but when it's fun and games or when it's some cool shit yeah. going down, you want to be part of it. That's essentially part of the reason why we get upset about appropriation. Exactly. And that's what it, that's really what it is. It's an appropriation by people who didn't go through the struggles and have, like, when people say shit about HBCUs, 
I can fit in that shit quick. We ain't perfect or nothing, but I know what that slander is like. Yeah. <laughs> and you know where it's really coming from. It's really coming from anti-blackness. But I see on the on the other side of the coin, I get the same kind of slander, just the opposite. Yeah. Which is also like on an anti-blackness tip. But I don't know if it's you're not going to get that slander from white people. Black people get that slander from white people about going to a black school. Yeah. So it's a double whammy. You'll get that shit from some niggas and they feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get that shit from white Probably America. some hotels. Right. You ain't going to get that shit from, some, like, from white America as a whole. So, I mean, but you also have to deal with certain things going to a predominantly white institution. Oh, absolutely. So it's it's not a perfect situation either way. That's why you, you can't be. That's why I wish we could just be united. Like, let's just cut the bullshit. <laughs> but it's but it's gonna take understanding on both sides for that to happen. And even like going to a PWI is not the issue. Going to a PWI and saying you are honorary HBCU is yeah. the wackest shit. Yeah, I don't. I world. I've never tried to act like I'm better because. I went to a PWI. Like right. it's just different. And I know it's it's I know tons of black people of course that went to Auburn and Alabama and had a very black experiences on those campuses. Yeah. So it's not just a well you want to be around white people, no just like it's it's complex. Yeah. But at the same time it it's kinda I'm not in the fraternity, but I'm assuming it's kind of the same way. Like, you know what happens if you wear somebody else's colors and their their letters. Yeah. You get your ass beat. It's almost on the same tip. Mm. Now, I'm not advocating for violence, of course. Mm. But I'm saying, like, it's something. Just don't be stupid. Right? <laughs> like It's something about when you're part of that culture, that specific culture. Or if you grew up and your parents are part of that culture is something different about that mm-hmm. so for you to say I'm honorary it's just like when, like white people date black people and they think they honorary black yeah no, I don't even but see that even still that's different because saying that you saying that you're an honorary member of a college that you never attended is really fucking stupid like it'd be different if you went for a couple years and then switched schools but if you ain't never been and you just taking part because you black and it's their homecoming, that's fucking stupid. Like you have never been a part of the experience. Right. You now, know what I'm saying? At least when a white person says they're honorary black because they dated somebody black, they've been a part of the experience. At least that like it. I mean, not saying that it's right, but I'm saying at least I, I can kind of see they've been coming. a part of the experience. But if you've never been to an HBCU and you just going to claim that you a fucking honorary HBCU student, that's real fucking lame. Right, especially because HBCU has a specific connotation. These are colleges that are historical black that were started before, I believe, 1960. Yeah. Like, so if you don't fit into that definition, why the fuck would you act like that's... Don't be honorary. Work? Just fucking go. Like, <laughs> Right. You could go to... Just go. <laughs> now, I, like most people know, I went to Grambling my freshman year. And then I transferred back and I went to A&M. So a part of me is still, like when that shit happened, I remember them lame-ass Monroe-ass niggas. <laughs> That's what my friends used to call them, old Monroe-ass niggas. 
And then when they would diss me or they would diss anybody, they'd call them, uh, they put uh, Monroe in their name. So they'd call me Denroe. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, man, North Louisiana has some weird shit, man. Like the locals up there, it's almost like, have you seen School Days? Mm-hmm. You know, the part where they go to KFC or whatever and. The locals are like, y'all come out. Uh, oh, it's some, uh, what's the school in it? But anyway, they were like, oh, y'all are, uh, y'all think y'all better than us? Like, it's that type of shit. Locals ruin every HBC. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Locals ruin a lot of shit. Because they always want to be like putting on for the shit. It's yeah. just like Auburn locals <laughs> or Tuskegee locals. <laughs> Like really, bro. You yeah. know, we're trying to uh, regulate out here. The small town of Auburn. <laughs> you trying to keep the reins of that? Oh, good luck, Auburn. My, good luck, my nigga. Auburn but. is tiny. Anyway, Auburn has me dissing on Tuskegee motherfuckers too. I have seen that hate up close. Yeah. And then Tuskegee niggas act like they. Like wild shit don't be going on there. Like, we're black Ivy League. Yeah, but some wild shit going on there as well. It's kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real, my G. Um, Tuskegee. There's nothing wrong with Tuskegee. They just need to. There's not enough money going into the town. But I, yeah, and all the just, money goes to the to the college. Yeah. Grambling was actually started by a Tuskegee graduate. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the same problems at Gremlin as far as all the money is in the in the university and much of the town doesn't exist outside of the university. Yeah, Tuskegee is just like super run down, but the campus is nice, you right. know. So it's just like really it's a weird juxtaposition to go through this town that's like everything is fucking deteriorating and then you just run up on this <laughs> pristine campus in a way that's almost every college because the problem with colleges they have to have affordable housing for their students yeah the only problem is that some of their students don't live in like the apartments in town it's other people who may not have as much money and there's certain things that go along with that then you mix in college age kids with local kids who are that around the age and local adults who are around that age. It's very interesting. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't want to go to Alabama State, though. That and a couple other reasons. <laughs> like, I was going to go down there, and then they fucked up my shit, and I was like, man, I'm going to and I'm fuck this shit. I was going to go back to Gremlin. Then I, I don't know. I decided that was stupid to go back. I left Auburn for a year and went back. See, I was scared to. I I I thought if I took like a gap year or something, I wouldn't go back. That's I had to. I was determined, cause I was literally when I took a year off, I had um, two classes that I needed to take, and I was like, I'm not gonna let two classes fuck my shit up. Like, I'm gonna go back and get. And I was actually trying to do the um. I forgot what the program was called, where you basically take your classes at A and M, but it's through the like the Auburn program. Yeah, um, I forgot what it was called. I know, 
know what you're talking about. And I tried that for a semester, and it was so fucking hard because it was basically like me teaching myself. And I'm not I'm not good at like online classes. Like me neither. So I just ended up going back, finishing up my two classes, and getting getting that that paper. You know there have always been rumors that Auburn would buy A and M. Yeah, everybody kept saying that that's what was happening. It's because Auburn A and M are only land grant colleges in a, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's Prairie View or Texas Southern, but one of them is owned by Texas A and M's school system. So that like their campus is nice as fuck because of that. Like. uh I think it needs to be more collaboration with HBCUs and PWIs, though. More of a... Uh, I think so, too, especially on the agricultural especially. tip. Now, <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird issue. There's a, <laughs> a lot of stuff that goes into it. A lot of it is race-related, and a lot of it is class-related, but that's pretty much everything in America is based upon those lines. are trying to downplay but you know it's getting scary out here so first um somebody got bombs to uh the obamas the clintons mm-hmm. maxine waters mm-hmm. uh one other dude joe biden i believe too yeah joe biden but somebody else cory booker yeah um was a couple other officials, and then of course the boogeyman of all right right wingers. Uh, what's his name? Shit. The one they always say is running every. Oh, George Soros. Oh, the boogeyman. They act like that dude run the world, but that's also based in anti-Semitism. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got bombings, then you got. Shootings. That, that dude in uh, Kentucky who uh, tried to shoot up that black church. The church was locked, so he went to Kroger's and shot two black people. Two grandparents. And when he was in a standoff with a concealed carry, uh, concealed carry person, um, he said, whites don't shoot whites. I wish the concealed carry guy would have shot him right then. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the only time that one cast would do that shit. Man, that would have been the best. Bro, you could have really been a hero, but instead. Alas. And then to finish it off, somebody uh, went into a Pittsburgh synagogue, decided they wanted to, quote, kill Jews and killed 11 people. And I heard it's been the most severe hate crime towards Jews in America. Yeah, ever. And I believe five people were injured. Three of which were officers. And so, 
people uh, called on the piece of shit president to make a statement. And of course, he went above and beyond to condemn anti-Semitism. The reason for that, people have said, is because, of course, Ivanka is married to a Jewish man. And she is also Jewish. She is converted. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so they were on the tip of, of course, he's going to condemn anti-Semitism because the president has grandchildren that are Jewish. Well, it's tons of white people that got black grandkids that are fucking racist as fuck, too. Yeah. But that ain't stopping them. Right. And Trump ain't toned down none of his rhetoric, even though he starts off shit saying he's praying for all these people, all this bullshit. He's still saying CNN is the enemy of the people. And saying that uh, he's a nationalist, which is pass a dog whistle. That's a fucking dog bark. And then he's going against globalists. Yeah. Which is... Basically using all the terminology um, to let us know... Who he talking about. Right. <laughs> now, when I said that people say that... People saying that George Soros runs everything is based in anti-Semitism. Let me explain that a little bit more. All right. So when people say things like globalists, in reference to Jewish people mm-hmm. and that the globalists are running media in the world, that is based in anti-Semitism, the idea that Jews run the world. Those are things that Hitler used to get to kill people. So people use that as a cover of saying that of using anti-Semitic language mm-hmm. as a way to marginalize uh, Jewish people. And that's not okay. Nope. And everybody acting like he's not saying the shit that he's saying is not okay. Nope. And I don't know how I don't know Jared Kushner but I just don't know how you as a Jewish man could ride for that shit. But then again, I don't know why some black people can just ride for some of the shit that they riding for. Feels like self-hate. Or maybe they're just capitalists and that's their... That making money is more important than getting in your feelings. I don't agree with that, but maybe that's the logic they are. I mean... I ain't gonna tap dance for nobody, though. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Never. I mean, because... No. (laughs) Like, your your success or your... Whatever you reap that you feel is good can only be short-lived. It's not gonna... Yeah. It's it's not gonna carry you through your lifetime. And I can't look look myself in the mirror after some shit like that. Now, on this anti-Semitism thing, which I don't think enough black people talk about a lot, that's part of the reason why I don't like the whole Illuminati bullshit. Because mm-hmm. if you start digging long enough, you see where it gets to the, oh, this is about anti-Semitism. Mm. When they're like the Zions of whatever bullshit, the Rothschilds and shit, those are the uh, families that run the world. All those families are Jewish. Yeah, that's true. So, all this shit is based on that. 
It's just like when Farrakhan be out here talking to some of the bullshit he be talking about. <laughs> Which first You mean all, to tell me you're not a Farrakhan fairy? No. Nah. And then plus, here's another tip. If you want to talk about black conservatism, conservatism, uh, Nation of Islam is very conservative. Oh, hell yeah. Those niggas are the onk right. The original <laughs> onk right. Like, yes. Farrakhan be saying the exact same shit Trump's saying. It just in a in a somewhat black skid at a conk. Mm-hmm. I I only refer to people with hair like that as a conk. His hair really makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you talking all that uh, black shit? And you got that? I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either. Whatever it is is too much. But yeah, so. A lot of hate going on. We need love. <laughs> it's just so crazy, man. Like to think that so many people were just taught to hate groups of people, and it just keeps like snowballing. Yeah, it's what it is. Somebody plants a seed in them. Maybe it's something their parents say, and then it starts a cycle, and then other people add on to that until you look up and people have become radicalized. To the point to where they would kill innocent people. Like. And I get that it's a midterm election and all this shit going on. But playing with this shit and not just flat out condemning it. Is evil in itself. Mm-hmm. And that's it. If it's uh, on the right wing, if it's on the left wing. You gotta call that shit out. Mm-hmm. Because it's people literally dying at this point. And dying over politics is bullshit. <laughs> that shit is just crazy to think about. Like, it got, it just, these bullshit murders just gives me anxiety. Yeah. And it's, especially since we do this now, and we try to use our voices for decent purposes, for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's scary to think that somebody could like we said some wild shit that somebody could do it yeah. because we said it. Yeah. That's a scary thought. Yeah. <laughs> it really is scary. Yeah. It's it's taxing being non-white. <laughs> like yeah. literally just saw a white man crossing the fucking parkway. And I was like, why is he crossing the parkway? Nobody crosses the parkway. And I got nervous as hell because he was just out of place. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Like, it also sucks. If you're a disenfranchised white person, it sucks too. Yeah. Like, those people, like, if you ever see, like, documentaries and stuff of people in West Virginia, like them broke ass places of America where ain't no people of color, mm-hmm. their lives ain't good either. They just as fucked as the rest of us. Those white people aren't the ones that they that we be talking about. <laughs> we be talking about the ones that have power that use their power mm-hmm. against uh, other people. Those are the supposed white people that we be talking shit about. It ain't the fucking. Uh, the people that are disenfranchised. 
just tired of everything being about racism. I know. Like, when is it gonna be over? That's all. Like, I don't understand. I just don't get it. Well, if we stop talking about it, maybe it would again. <laughs> Idiot. No, <laughs> we're talking about it because it's still happening. <laughs> right. If it ended, we wouldn't have shit to talk about. Only racism is the shit they say that about. Well, if you stop talking about cancer, yeah. it'll go away. Yeah. If you stop talking about this AIDS thing. <laughs> if you stop talking about being horny, you won't be horny anymore. <laughs> responded though just in case to even get confused that is weird that we share accounts and then sometimes I look at and be like I didn't write that but, oh. <laughs> Kim wrote it <laughs> <laughs> and I had to let him know because I didn't want him to be like messaging you like yeah man I messaged you and you be like what so um he mentioned this um movement I guess actually that's called Color the Crag which I think is pretty dope Um, but it's basically just black people who rock climb and um, he was basically saying that um, what they're doing is is trying to basically um, get more black people into outdoor outdoor, like community because it's when you think about it black people in outdoor things you normally don't hear too much about black you know Hiking. rock climbers or hikers or oh, kayakers or bikes, stuff like that. so um he was just like you know i think we should, we should talk about it because he's a climber yeah. he was like it's it's weird and it's kind of sad that it's not that many you know black people or not a lot of people know that there are black people who are interested and I was like, yeah, we could definitely talk about it. So, um, Color of the Crag is a movement that was started by this woman. I forgot her name. But basically, she, um, I think she has like an indoor rock climbing, like training facility. Um, They're supposed to be building one here for it, too. Let's see, let me see, let me see. Um, one thing I will say is, uh, if you ever hear somebody say black people don't do that, yeah, it's gonna be at least one black person that does do that. In everything in the world, black people are very—we are not monolithic. We're into a lot of weird shit. Now we won't just vocalize and tell everybody the weird <laughs> shit that we in. That's a very black thing. Maybe <laughs> uh, you do what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, she's got pictures of people rock climbing. But, yeah, like, I think that's a cool thing to talk about because you don't, you just don't hear a lot of black people talking about that kind of stuff. You know, and I think part of it, one part of why some people may not be involved with that is, of course, that shit ain't cheap. True. 
And really, it's more about you really usually do things that your friends are into. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a cultural thing. Right. Honestly. But I definitely think if if it can help you. Uh, is that sound? I don't know. Oh, it's your phone? phone. Is it? Yeah. Shit. My bad. <laughs> I was like, what the? I thought I was hearing shit. And then I thought I was having a stroke. Oh my god. <laughs> no, nah, but um, when I definitely think that we should take the boundaries off blackness, and I think it's getting to the point now to where it's not necessarily boundaries where like you're not black if you don't do this or that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a cool movement. I saw one thing where a guy in Mississippi, actually, he's trying to get uh, like inner city youth, like in Jackson and some of the other bigger cities in Mississippi, mm-hmm. to learn outdoor things and to experience Mississippi wildlife because it's a lot of places where you can go hunting, you can go fishing, you can go on the river, a lot of places because it's a lot of land in mm-hmm. Mississippi that's not developed. So it's a really wild part of Mississippi. So I, I definitely think that embracing things like that are important, um, especially giving people who live in inner cities that experience and giving them an escape because a lot of times they feel trapped by their city. Yeah. So if you let somebody see different parts of the world, it opens their experiences up and it makes them is the best kind of education. Yeah. Um I was going to say though I think that the reason why you don't really see a whole lot of black people doing any or these kinds of like outdoorsy activities is because um for one like they weren't raised around it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it just wasn't a thing that anybody ever thought to to try as a hobby. <laughs> um, but another thing, too, I wanted to say was, like, things that have to do with not just outdoors, but, like, water that's not fishing. It's not a lot of black people into. And I, I've had a lot of, like, friends ask me, like, why is it that black people don't swim as much? or black? And I was like, honestly, that there's a history behind why black people are afraid of water or you know don't swim i usually take these things i want you to do it explain (laughs) explain why (laughs) there's a history of that i mean the slave ships and shit like they were fucking afraid of water water meant death like no, no one ever taught slaves how to do shit other than work so that i mean that i feel like that just got passed down like swimming that wasn't there was no leisure that was not a leisure what 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 are you thinking i could just see your thoughts um your wheels are turning the most modern part of it is um swimming pools were very segregated well yeah that too but i i'm i was talking about like way back (laughs) i mean that's definitely part of the history of it and the more recent history is, is definitely the swimming, the segregation of swimming pools. Right. And a lot of places, if a pool was desegregated, they would just shut the pool down. And so a lot of black communities didn't have things like uh, swimming pools and stuff. Yeah, recreational parks. And so they weren't, they weren't taught to swim 
and do things like that. It's definitely a, a byproduct of racism. Yeah. But uh, now I think it's just people have accepted culturally that black people don't swim. I think black people included. I don't. I mean, I can swim. I can swim. I learned to swim. My friend's mom taught me how to swim when I was like 10. We took swimming lessons at the at Richard Showers. When I think I was uh, eight. I think all kids should take swimming lessons. I want my nephew to take swimming lessons. And Mia's dad also helped make sure we could swim. The way that my um that my granddaddy taught my mom and her brothers and sisters to swim was just throwing them out there. <laughs> I've heard that and that would freak me out. But also my granddad was in the Navy too, mm-hmm. so he knew how to swim and stuff like that. So Yeah, he had to. Right. So he made sure his kids knew how to swim. And things like that. Um, Honestly, I feel like I haven't actually like swam in so long. <laughs> right, I might I've be I might pool. be rusty. <laughs> I went. It's crazy. I was going this summer uh, during like when I would be off on Mondays. The last time I went, this no lie happened. So I was out there. It was two white people on the side. They were just, they sunbathed every Monday. So when I would go out there, I'd be the only one in the pool. They'd just be chilling. And it was a black lady out there. She was sitting on the side. So the realty, I mean, the, uh, the lady who runs the apartment complex came in and she asked me for my pool badge. And she asked the black lady for her pool pass. She didn't ask the white people for their pool pass. And so the white people looked at each other like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, like, they were, like, peeping it. And then after, like, I told her, like, because I had my flip-flops and my keys were over there. So I told her it was over there. And then she checked the black ladies. So she just started walking over like she was going to leave the uh, the gate. And the black lady was like, uh-oh, I know you ain't good. Why do you ask them for their pool pass? Yeah. And so I was dying. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, that shit was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's fucked up. And that was also right around the time that those people were, like, people were videoing that shit happening to them at their pools. Mm-hmm. It's a very long history about segregation and swimming pools and stuff like that. That happens to this day. So... Yeah, that was a weird tangent. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to to throw that in there while we were talking about all this black shit per usual. <laughs> black people do swim. We do outdoorsy shit. We like anime. We like waters. We like rock music. <laughs> we like uh, electric music. We like uh, all that like, shit. What's some other real white shit that black people definitely <laughs> country music. It's tons of black people that listen to country music. Yeah, but it's not a lot of white people that know that. Right. Even though, like, which is weird, because, I mean, that shit, black people help start country music. Yeah, it's not a lot of white people that know that either. Y'all niggas know where the banjo came from? (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. It's, uh... Hank, the dude that taught Hank Williams to play guitar was a black man. Mm. 
The OG of country music. I've grown so used to you somehow. No, no. <laughs> Nobody sugar daddy now. Oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got the love sick Every fucking October. We gotta explain to y'all why blackface is offensive. And I'm tired. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Every year, and every year, some new white person is like, I didn't know it was offensive. Bro, we literally go over this every, every fucking October. Especially recently in the right. in the new millennium. And then people with a straight face be like, oh. It was okay when I was a kid. No, it wasn't. If you watch shows from like the 60s and 70s, like it's an Archie Bunker episode where he goes in blackface and everybody is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Don't try that bullshit with us. People act like, people say shit like we don't have footage and like books and shit. That receipts. <laughs> we have all the receipts. <laughs> like my G, we can pull this shit up. A quick Google search, and then like the girl who uh, a couple years ago, who did who dressed up like uh, Crazy Eyes from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. That should have been the final straw where everybody was like, "Okay, baby, this shit ain't cool." Should have been, but it ain't. And we, I know we're gonna go do this shit next year. I know it's always gonna happen, but. It's getting to the point now where I just feel like some white people just want to be... You want to be stupid. The devil's advocate. Like, yeah. you just want to and start some shit for just for the sake of starting shit. To be a contrarian. And then they always pull up the, well, is white chicks racist? I mean, I, okay, I'll give you that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that's not so, like, that's not a revolutionary black movie, but, like, no, you will not take white chicks from us. Yeah. It's like, bro, okay, if you want to say it's racist, I don't agree, but fine. Okay, it's I, racist. I don't agree. <laughs> no. Yeah, plus, there's not a three, four hundred year history of white people clowning black people for our looks. Or white people being oppressed for anything. <laughs> they, were, they were fucking FBI agents that were going <laughs> undercover. Right. Or be, being oppressed or pressed. For anything, <laughs> I think the whole reason why white chicks worked was because they were they went undercover as white chicks, and it wasn't the opposite. And then plus, white people love that movie. That's yeah, not, yeah, they do. The white people love that movie more than black people. That's where white people know Terry Crews from. Yeah. If it's not everybody hates Crews. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then the whole that whole uh, thousand miles song is like a jam now because of that movie. Na 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 na. And I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, don't this, act like y'all mad about white chicks now because we are are putting our voices out right. about blackface. And people have been talking about this, like the whole thing about the Megan uh, Kelly, Megan Kelly shit. And p- first off, you spelled Megan wrong, bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my petty comment. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing about the Megan Kelly thing that 
is ridiculous is the fact that she was really trying to portray it like all these uh PC things. It's just I can't keep up. Bitch, you should know blackface was offensive. First of all, how are you gonna be a fucking like spokesperson on national television and you can't keep up with things that are politically correct? Right. That's what the fuck you supposed to do. Especially shit that's That's your job. Is that not what you get paid for? <laughs> she was making twenty three million dollars a year. Bruh. You ain't gonna tell me. And then people talk about her life is ruined. They gave her seventy million dollars to go home. I wish. And she still <laughs> got money. Like she still got yeah. a job. Like why that's not anything hard to keep up with. Right. Don't do blackface because we said that it's offensive and that's it. Like it shouldn't ever, I, I shouldn't have to, to read you no kind of history. I shouldn't have to explain nothing to you. It is offensive to black people as a whole. That's it. That should, that should be like the only thing that you need to be like, all right, cool. The ultimate sign of privilege is the fact that white people don't like the fact that they can't do something. Yeah. They like they don't like the fact that they can't wear blackface. They don't like the fact that they can, can't say the n word. And they call that oppression. Right, oppression to us is like we get shot walking down the fucking street. I literally had like an Asian dude in college tell me that it's not fair that black people get to say nigga and nobody else does. I was like, sir, <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> And that's what I told her too. I was like, I mean, ain't nobody stopping you from saying it, but just understanding the consequences of you saying it might not be in your favor. <laughs> Made the odds forever be in your favor, Munchie. <laughs> but I was like, you really think like that's like a thing? You think that's a privilege Why? for us? Yeah, like what? What magic do you think is in? You think that we just out here every day? Like, yes, I get to wake up and say nigga today. <laughs> It's a result of institutionalized racism, you idiots. Yeah. It's Jesus. not like a, a cool thing to say. I know y'all think it's cool, but it's just our fucking culture. That was forced upon us, and we made the best of it. And I think that's why they mad. Yeah. Because it was supposed to keep us down, but it didn't. Now, you say that shit, call me a nigga see what the fuck happened. <laughs> say my nigga to me see what the fuck happened. <laughs> On site, my nigga. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, blackface, just don't do it. Don't do it. But why is it that people just can't ass- like? If I tell you something's offensive to me and people that look like me, why can't you just be like, okay, I won't say that shit? Because that's that's the devil devil's advocate shit. They want a reason to be like they're a sensitive, and I wanted I should be able to do what the fuck I want. It's a free country, freedom of speech. I'm just, it's just a costume. It's just for one night. It's just I have to be. It's just like, nah, bro. If your costume is lit enough, you shouldn't have to paint your face. <laughs> and then plus, this is the other thing. It's tons of light skin, almost white niggas that you can this, dress up as. Th- thank you. It's thank just you. like when girls go as Beyonce for Halloween. You ain't gonna put no browns on. You don't. Beyonce's almost your color. <laughs> <laughs> She like, got blonde hair too. She made it easy for you. Swear to God, if you feel like you gotta paint your face, your costume ain't good enough. And I guarantee you that even after you paint your face, we still don't know who the fuck you trying to be. Right. So just leave it out altogether. Leave it out. Bro, why can't you just be one of the 
millions of fictitious white people. Why you gotta be on the, one of the few black people? You like, mm, why can't I dress like uh? <laughs> What's the uh the black dude from Ghostbusters? I can't remember. Don't his name. know his name. Ernie Hudson is his real name. But like, why can't I be uh him from Ghostbusters? Nigga, why couldn't you be Beekman? <laughs> Anybody else? It's is four Ghostbusters that you want to be the black. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 Um. Yeah, that's definitely a sign of privilege. Though. Like, I feel oppressed because they won't let me say nigga. Yeah. Or paint my face black. Uh-huh. Like, have you seen that flowchart of when is it okay to wear blackface? And it all all the things all lead, lead to, to know. know. <laughs> <laughs> like, just every every white person just needs to keep that into their uh their pictures and like or they need to put it on facebook so every year they get a reminder get oh it, i shouldn't wear a black face get it tatted on you like something it's <laughs> not that it's not hard man it's not but y'all I mean, just gonna do what y'all want to do because that's privilege for you and you'll be okay because that's privilege for you but just know that we not fucking with white people who use blackface for any reason. There's no acceptable reason for black. All right. All right. We have to talk about this because this is part of it. Mm, okay. The only acceptable time that blackface was acceptable is Uh-oh. Tropic Thunder. Okay. I was going to say <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. But the reason that that shit is funny it's because the joke is actually on Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah. It's not the fact that he's wearing blackface. Yeah. It's the, it's the absurd reason why he's wearing blackface. That you would do a, a controversial surgery to get a role and to be so deep in character <laughs> throughout the entire movie that you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? <laughs> That's the only reason why it's funny. And it is funny. It is funny. I agree. And then I saw a couple people be like, well, where was the outrage then? It was there. It's just people saw the movie and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Right. Now, you just look at it from the face value of it and be like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't think you could make that movie now, though. No. There would be a whole lot of backlash and outrage and... I don't think the studios would stick to their guns the way that they did to where, like, you'll watch the movie and you'll understand. Yeah. Speaking of which, one of the other things I want to talk about was uh, how Steve Carell said that he didn't think The Office could be made today. Hmm. Why? Because the problematic... Is there problematic things in The Office or just... Just Michael's problematic. (laughs) The climate. Well, yes, he was. (laughs) That's what made it funny, though, because Michael would be wilding, and everybody would let Michael know he was wilding. Him and Jan. Oh, my God. But, like, I watched the Diversity Day episode the other day. That shit is still funny as fuck. Diversity Day. (laughs) Because, like, just the idea that he doesn't realize how (sighs) racist and offensive that him uh, doing the Chris Rock Rock, uh, N-word bit. Bro, when like when Kevin is up there doing it, he's like, "Well, it's this one kind of black people," and every time this other kind of black people is having fun, 
then they don't want to do it. And then Michael was like, he's he's butchering it every time. Get it ass, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> you want a cookie? You want a cookie? <laughs> like, yeah. that's the magic of the Office. You could have shows like that now. You could have a show like Archie Bunker now. It's just the joke has to be on the racist. Mm-hmm. It can't be like, well, maybe the racist is right. No. The racist has to be the butt of the joke. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> we, we just gonna make note that all the other times Juice wanna have his phone on silent. This is the one time. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was real unprofessional. He got this shit on loud. And he paid attention to it immediately. Let me text that nigga on a random weekday. <laughs> Six hours later. <laughs> sorry, my phone was on silent. Man, I'm not good with phones, though. <laughs> the only reason it's like that is because I'm charging it now. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I'm not built for this time <laughs> Yes you are I am definitely not built for this time I have very like old school Like values and shit <laughs> And shit <laughs> <laughs> Right <laughs> Contradiction Um. So let's talk about this little girl on am not yeah, that that little black girl, Doctor Phil, is the craziest shit in the world, man. Like, that's it has to be fake, but Nina we gonna, Richards. We gonna act like it ain't fake though. Clip, not photos, videos. Here we go, Nina Richards. Here you go. I know a lot of people take issue with my beliefs. I'm white. I'm a Caucasian because everything about me is different from an African American. I have naturally straight hair. My hair isn't nappy. It doesn't require weave. My nose is not giant like African Americans. My lips are perfect. They're not too big and they're not too small. They're just perfect. My ears, I don't have black people ears because they're really giant. Most I ain't never heard of that shit before. Ghetto. But when it comes to black people, I think they're all ugly and I have nothing in common with them. I'm different from African Americans because I'm white. My figure is just like Kim Kardashian and she's a wonderful role model. <laughs> I act and I think. That's like what a white I do as a troll for real. Person. I believe that I'm completely 
and um, utterly better than them. Like, we're on two different levels. Like, okay, African Americans are here. I'm here. White people act and think just way more mature than African Americans. Black people, they think in a criminal way. When I think about African Americans, I feel like asking them, what is wrong with them? They're really dangerous. If African American is on the same street as I am, I'll cross the street to avoid their chaotic, thuggish ways. Are you okay? I'm irritated. I'm sorry. I just know that I'm white. I mean, she might not know that I'm white, but I know that I'm white. I can feel it through my veins. I feel it through my blood. I tell my mom I'll never be like any of those Negroes. My mom tries to criticize me about my supposed race. I tell her she's just ignorant. There's nothing wrong with my views or beliefs because I have freedom of speech and everything I'm saying is true. <laughs> All right. Dr. Phil was talking cash shit about her ass he on the Breakfast Club today. <laughs> I was dying. All right. First and foremost. First and foremost. Thinking you're better than all black people while being black is the blackest shit I've ever <laughs> I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> this little girl name is Treasure. Talk about <laughs> her name is Treasure. Her lip gloss was popping too. That's some black ass shit. <laughs> this. <laughs> that was my first time watching that much of it. Because I literally, when I first saw it, I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I do not need this in my spirit nope, today. I don't need it. This, this can't be real. <laughs> like, it, it, it ain't always real. But it's real. Dr. Phil, so, so the backstory was she was adopted and. Her father. Her was. stepdad was white, and she thought that was her real dad. Yeah. And her, I guess, mom or adoptive mom failed to tell her that that was not her biological dad. Yeah. And he said that um, they ended up, like, moving or something, and she... I think she lost her job or something, and that's why they had to live in a different neighborhood than yeah. what she was used to. So she wound up having to go to an inner city school, which is typically um, mostly people of color, mostly black people. So she had a little bit of a culture shock, which is cool. It happens to black people. But she thought that because she wasn't like those black people at that inner city school. That she wasn't black. That she wasn't black. And because her stepdad or her dad was white, that she was white. Her daddy died at four, though. Yeah. That ain't no excuse. And I'm sure if he was living with a black woman, he wouldn't say all this racist shit. Yeah, true. So, Unless she was a self-hating black woman as well. Kind of got that vibe from her, just by looking at... Hmm. Kind of got that vibe. But hey, um... I hate that. I think... I think... Dr. Phil didn't become Mari. No, Terry Springer. <laughs> like, I saw that shit and I was like... I hate that for one because I feel like a lot of people think that black women who date white men are self-hating black women and that's not true that's um, not what I was saying but this is a well no I know it's not but that's that's part of the reason why this aggravates me <laughs> this isn't that but I don't understand why her mama didn't say nothing to her sooner about what was going on with her her dad well, everything I gathered they have, they're just a dysfunctional ass family. Well, yeah, that's... From, from jump. So nothing's going to make sense because they all fucked up. 
But it's just something about that. I'll never be like those Negroes. (laughs) Those Negroes. I'm like, no 16 year old just out here throwing the word Negroes around like that. Did you see the clip where she called the KKK and she was saying all the like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like real shit. Because I think it's fake. And I don't, I kind of don't like the fact that even though they were correcting her, she was saying a lot of very old racist tropes on national TV and things that have literally led to the murder of black people. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Do I think it's funny and hilarious that she was like, I'll never be like those Negroes because us as black people do that shit all the time. <laughs> like, oh, I ain't like them Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she, like, she needs therapy. Yeah, but you know, I fucked around. I watched the whole episode. (laughs) And then they brought a black lady up who was a therapist and she was calling her a hood rat and shit. And the girl was, and the the lady was like, I don't care about it because I know that if you're, you're, you're doing and living your life, then I'm not, then you don't get offended by somebody calling you out of your name. Right. Yes. (laughs) But, she like the girl is clearly hurt and has taken self hate to a new level and it's sad what do you think she's hurt by the realization that she actually is black <laughs> no I, I don't think she for a second doesn't think that she's not black I don't believe that shit like I definitely believe that she knows that she's African American she's just trying to I don't know I don't know what, what she's trying to do. I don't either. Like, what is the end goal here? And because then, nobody that looks at this little girl is ever going to just be like, oh, this is a little white girl. Right. Look at a little mulatto girl. <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is. Well, Dr. Phil was saying that, like, at first he thought it was a joke, too. And they they do a lot of like extensive research or whatever to make sure that these these are actual, you know, real situations. And he said that she def this was definitely a real situation. But you know, today it was a girl online who said that she's her older sister, and that girl is lying, and her mom is a scammer. It's a lot going on out here. <laughs> Or it might be the bubbles. I think it might be the bubbles. Ooh, the bubbles. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of crazy shit. I just... I wonder if Kanye is feeling the same way right now. Fuck that nigga. (laughs) I said I had commented on somebody who posted this on their post. I was like, it would be very interesting to, to watch the interaction between this young lady, Treasure... And Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal, a schooler on, on blackness. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal to put some cornrows in her hair. She's been waiting to let some of this blackness flow. <laughs> Young lady, you are very misguided. <laughs> Bitch, you misguided. <laughs> it reminds me of that fucking Diddy gif. That P Diddy gif. <laughs> 
could just be both of them looking at each other like. <laughs> but yeah, um, pray for this young woman. Shit, she it, needs it. It sucks because we do see levels of safe of self hatred so much in society, especially in black society, that. I'm sure it's some girl that believes same shit. And that's sad that she can't feel comfortable in her own skin. It's just like when I see uh, girls who talk about color, like colorism and how it has really skewed them. You ever like be with somebody and they throw subtle jazz to make let you know that you're not good enough? Like just at times I don't know. Like she would call me and come get her and stuff. And we hang out and shit. And we did shit. Oh yeah. But it was like after like talking for months, she just started dating and talking to other people without telling me. Oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, but and then when I confronted her, she just stopped answering me and started talking to this light skinned dude. Fuck that nigga too. Oh, I'm gonna edit all this shit. Do you feel? <laughs> do you feel like it had to do with some colorism type shit? I think with her, yeah. I think because she's darker skin and I was darker skin. That's funny because the dude that I'm talking to now, he said something the other day that kind of made me like, what? But we were FaceTiming, which is different for me because I hate FaceTime. This nigga got me FaceTiming. Anyway, <laughs> we were FaceTiming and I was in the bathroom. I was washing my face and I was just like, oh my God, like it's wintertime. I'm losing my color. I'm getting pale out here. And he was saying something like, no, like that's a, not necessarily that that's a good thing, but basically that he normally likes lighter skinned girls. <clears throat> and I was like, why? And he was just saying because he was dark skin and whatever else and I was just like that is a common thing most dark skin people are it's it makes me nervous though cause I'm not light skin so I'm just like well what do I do for you though what I do when he realizes <laughs> <laughs> like next June a bitch gonna be brown as fuck but um he was just like no nah, like I normally go for the reds and I was like the reds <laughs> Like the Cincinnati Reds. The team. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of the Reds. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um I wonder what that is. Like is I, I'm I don't want to say that self hate, but I feel like in a way it is because what they're thinking about is their offspring. Yeah. And it's real like I'm trying to think what's the best word to describe it. It's real like a I don't know. It's, but that's common. It's common for a lot of darker skin people. Like, well, I, I I schooled them right on through that. 
<laughs> First of all, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna need for you to stand up to whatever insecurities you have about yourself being dark skin. I never had it like really. I've never had a lot of issues with being darker. Because most times I'm usually the darkest person in the room. But I've never. I always knew that if black people teased me, it was coming from their own self hate and their own problems. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that ever really played a part. But with that one girl, it was a. She really made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And that was part of it. Yeah, I have, damn, yeah, this, woo, <laughs> got me in my feelings. But no, yes, I have, I have felt like I wasn't good enough for plenty of people, and it wasn't subtle jabs. It was just fucking being ghosted a million times. But also with her, because I was a bigger dude, she had, she would always throw subtle shit at that too. But then she would be like, I feel comfortable with you. Or, like, I feel safe when I'm around you. But it wasn't, like, on some friend shit. It was like, like I, I have a real feel for her. And it took me a long time to quit talking to her. She was comfortable with you, but what, only when y'all were in private? Damn, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she wasn't comfortable with you. She felt comfortable around you, but she wasn't comfortable enough with who you were to bring you out in public. Mm. Damn. Yeah, no. I mean, we we would go places. I've been there. We would go places, and but yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, (laughs) shit. Trust me, I've experienced it all. I was literally telling my homeboy today that I need dating therapy. (laughs) I'm like therapy just for my dating experiences. I think I do too. <laughs> like, bro, I don't want that shit. <laughs> shit is hard, man. We've been, this generation has really, like, fucked us up. We live in a generation of not, not being, being in, in love. love. Yeah, for real. Yeah, like, matter of fact, that always happened. Oh, damn, man. <laughs> Revelation. The last three girls I talked to has been a similar situation. Start like, addressing that shit, confronting it. Like we've been on the phone for hours and shit. Hmm. Yeah, you should definitely confront that if you notice those patterns. I again. never, but I try not to think of that because I'm so like in my head all the time that that type of shit would freak me out to think that but now in hindsight looking back it's like okay yeah that, that's what it was and they wonder why I don't date I might leave this in fuck it yeah leave it in I was talking about this cause um like it's so weird how like in new dating situations everything can be going fine but if you have been scarred in any way like you, you'll psych yourself out of it, and I, I, I do that a lot, and I feel like that's a part of the reason why I'm so straightforward is because I want people to be straightforward with me. But at the same time, like me being straightforward or me 
expressing my feelings can come off as crazy because of how soon it is in the relationship. Right. But if I start feeling like weird in any kind of way, I got to express that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's only because my past experiences have left a certain level of insecurity. It's, And I know that's not like an excuse to be over the top or crazy, quote unquote, with new dating people, but it's an explanation. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been ghosted so much that if anything just feels weird, if anything feels off after I've been like consistent with somebody for a while, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I immediately just get sad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of issues. I don't. <laughs> I that I guess today I'm just in my feelings. Cause <laughs> I'm thinking about a lot of crazy shit. Like I don't know if it's because maybe the way I carry myself is like that I'm self conscious because I am, but it's also part of like this anxiety. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's. I mean, that's definitely hindered my overall life, my dating life specifically. But I don't know. I just, I don't like to open up to people. It takes a lot for me to open up. I could talk about all kind of like political and history and music and shit, but it's when I'm actually talking about my feelings and my actual self, I don't like. Yeah, me neither. If we haven't reached a certain level, I'm not that open. It's just like me and you, we can talk about shit off the mic. And so I probably will leave this. Because the only thing when I listen to it is I don't tell enough about like my actual feelings. Yeah. I only tell about how I feel, like, feel about a topic or mm-hmm. something. But it's, it's, it's just hard. like I don't, I don't like to take a lot of selfies and shit. <laughs> I hate taking selfies. See, I don't mind a selfie because I can make it look good. But it's just like the, the picture I put with me in this hoodie and people liking it. It's just weird. And yeah. Then, and then also, like, I one time I posted a picture with me and my cousin. I was smiling, and people were like, "You never smile in pictures." Me neither. <laughs> Which is funny because I laugh. Like you hang. Like of course, if you listen to this, you know I laugh nonstop. Yeah, but, same here. Like I'm, I'm normally not just out here angry as fuck all the time, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> but I never smile in any of my pictures either. I once uh, before Kanye got cr- well, Kanye's always been crazy. But they asked him one time why he never smiles in pictures. He's like, because if you look at pictures in the, of the Renaissance, nobody smiles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get what he was saying. That is <laughs> such a Kanye answer. But, yeah. Maybe that's the only way I'll get better. By admitting my insecurities. I mean, I know what I'm insecure about. I talk about it all the time on Twitter. <laughs> I said something the other day, like, I'm, I feel insecure in the beginning stages 
of a dating situation, which I don't, I honestly don't even know, like, what the fuck dating is. Like, does dating mean, like, when you've actually reached the point where you're, like, hanging out consistently? Or is dating just communicating consistently? Or is dating, like, when you have a mutual interest in someone? I think we overthink dating. Like, I do think dating is just having a... Building a relationship with somebody for longer than one or two times. Yeah. Well, in the beginning stages, I'm just hella insecure. Because I feel like, I don't know, I just, like, in the back of my head, I always feel like the person that I'm interested in is just going to eventually find somebody else that's better before we can even, like, get anywhere. And I'll never have a real chance. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, I, and then because of that feeling, though, I either, I'll suppress everything or I'll... I don't want to say like cling because everyone just hears clingy like oh she crazy it's a buzzword <laughs> yeah um but I'll I'll start chasing damn we are the same fucking person <laughs> Jesus Christ I never even thought about it I've always been the aggressor though like I'm always the person if I'm into somebody like I'm gonna let them know and I've always been that girl and yo, yo what's up my man <laughs> <laughs> hey you trying to be my nigga or what <laughs> Um, and I don't know if that's like what people mean by I'm intimidating. Yes, that's definitely what they mean. But niggas just be taking too long to come to me, so I have to go to them. You're a hard girl you're a hard woman to approach though. No, I'm not. I mean you shoot me down every episode of this But then uh, clearly I wasn't too hard to approach if you approached. I've been approaching since I was thirteen years old. Niggas. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What what were we geometry? Thirteen, um, fourteen or fifteen at least. Geometry. Oh, was 10th I'm sorry, not thirteen. Geometry was tenth grade. We I was sixteen in tenth grade, and so were you. Yeah, but I had tried to talk to you before that too. I definitely think it was ninth grade. You realize that she was like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Damn. Clearly, I'm not that hard to approach though. If you still at it. No, like, I'm just, I'm a suicide bomber, man. I'm just, <laughs> just running in. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. You can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend, Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.